0: Hello and welcome back to Sports Talk. After a longer-than-planned summer break, we're back to give you a roundup of all the latest sports news from around the area. I'm David Lee, news reporter for the Express Series newspaper. And host of the podcast. Today I'm joined by sports editor Dan Darlington and new signing Josh Brown, who joined Teen Tizer just before the end of the transfer window. Um, it's been a, a yeah. slight, a, I, I think, summer break. Is, yeah. I think summer break is quite gemer- generous because it's probably been about six months of warm weather training. Um, we've, been, we've been on the beach very much so, but um, it's good to have you boys back. Josh, welcome. To Thank the you. advertiser, how are you getting on?
1: Yeah, settling well, I think.
0: And and you've been out to your first few games as well. We'll yes. kind of touch on that later. Obviously replacing uh, Grant Copasa, uh, you know, a real fan's favourite as well and a long-serving... T- long um, I'm serving Advertiser the really as well, so shout out to him.
2: One West Ham fan has gone
1: out and um, <laughs> Josh has come another out. one's coming.
0: It's Josh a rule that we have to keep <laughs> <laughs> at, at to least keep one, yeah. one West Ham fan at all times, which I guess is good when we're uh, talking to Alan Devonshire on a, <laughs> yeah, on a regular basis. Um, we're going to get straight into it. Um, you're both at games this weekend, so that's where we want to focus um, on. So Dan, you're at Mainhead United are now without a win in seven in the league following a 1-0 defeat to Halifax Town. Um, Take us through the game, first of all.
2: Well, they got off to the worst possible start, um, conceding to a a volley to Liam McAlinden in the very first minute. And and after that, they were always chasing the game. Um, I suppose if you've gone six games without a win, the last thing you want to do is concede in the first minute. And I know Alan Devonshire and, and Ryan Peters were really unhappy with the Defending, which led up to the goal. That said, take nothing away from the strike. It was it was an excellent goal from outside the area. So, um, funnily enough, Chris Dunn, the goalkeeper, came in to play his first match after recovering from injury, and he's he's been unable to force Tay Ashby Hammond out of the side. But uh, he came in for his first start, and um, the first thing he had to do was pick the ball out (laughs) of the net. So,
0: um, not the start he would have envisioned. But I mean, Liam McIlinden, he's been a a striker that's been. Really positively spoken about in, in the league this year. He has been linked with kind of, um, you know, moves into the football to, league to too. to put
2: Saturday's game into context, you know, Halifax are, uh, aren't, a, aren't a Duff side. You know, they went top of the league on the back of that win, so clearly they're playing well. Um, you know, Devon missed after the game that in possession they looked like the, the better side. Um, they somehow managed to control the game while both in and out of possession because they. Um, they, they made Ned really struggle to create chances that was the one thing that kind of shone out from from the game that their inability to kind of do what they were doing earlier in the season, which was to kind of break play up you know play that kind of high press game and then get on the front foot and create create chances and score goals and and unfortunately, the goals have have dried up in recent weeks um, They played Jake Cassidy and uh, Danny Whitehall up front on Saturday you know the two kind of big men or two kind of Hold up, men. I suppose or target men. You know, didn't really work out. They weren't able to get into wide areas and get quality balls into the box. And I haven't seen them too much over the last few weeks, but I, I imagine that's kind of you know been a feature of their play. You know, in the matches that you saw against Harrogate and and Dover.
1: Yeah, so I'd say um, Mainhead just looks sort of likely or, or less likely to sort of want to take a shot from range. I think that's kind of a bit of a bit of a they're undoing really, you know. They, they want to sort of pass it around the box and, and look for goal opportunities there, and um, perhaps you know maybe someone to step up and just hit one and see what happens, just to um, maybe shake the team up a little bit and, and put them in the lead.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I have you know from from the matches I have seen, they have scored a few goals from range. You know, well, that man Simeon
0: Fennelon. Yeah, I mean, he pops into, it, but he's you know injured at the moment, and isn't he? That,
2: and that's one of the that's one of the issues. They do have a few injuries, you know, players out who who would make a difference, like like Fenelon, like Josh Kelly, who, you know, I think is starting to make a, a comeback now. Um, you know, they, they just looked, they didn't look particularly lively on Saturday. Um, you know, the likes of James Comley and Ryan Upwood and Bernard Mensa, And I know he's probably a name that, you know, Dev would have put him into the side, hoping that, you know, he would kind of make a difference and create a few opportunities. But the only man who was seemingly able to do that was, was Josh Smile. On Saturday. He's very
0: much been one of the club's standout performers um, at the start of the year.
2: Yeah, yeah, he has. I mean, you know, he, I guess you know he played. A, he was pretty tidy on on Saturday um, and, and set up, you know, a number of decent chances. But yeah, it's, it's, it's really disappointing, and it's hard to put your finger on on how they how they change things around. Um, you know, Ryan Peters said afterwards they they lacking a bit of energy. I, I think maybe the number of games has caught up on them a little. I'm, I'm guessing you're, you're pretty disappointed with, um, you know, the team's performance this afternoon and, and their failure to kind of create, you know, a lot of decent chances.
3: Sure. Pretty um, of nothing game, if I'm honest with you. They had one chance and they took it. Other than that, um, chances were minimal for both teams. Um, we don't look by ourselves. This is the team that we looked at the start of the season. Uh, we've had a, an influx of games in a short period of time. Could be making excuses here, but. Um, which is probably slightly lower on our levels at this moment in time. Hence the reason why we're probably not creating as much as we normally would. Uh, normally we're in people's faces. Uh, we win the ball back quite high. And we're not able to do that. Is
2: that just confidence? Is it? Is it? Is that um, you know lack of belief after maybe six games
3: without a win? No, no I don't think so. Um, but on the outside, it might seem like um, uh, results aren't going away. So form has dropped. It's not. I mean, um, we've had two draws in that time. Where the points that we've got now is where we probably expect it to be coming around this time. The group are high and um, morale is high. We're just not quite getting the rubber green at yeah. the moment. Um, it will change. Um, the gaffer believes in these boys. The gaffer, the boys believe in themselves. And uh, we'll get that one win and I think things will be all right after that.
2: And, and I guess when you haven't won for six matches, the worst thing, the last thing you want to see is, is the ball hitting the back of the net after 60 seconds or 50 seconds or whatever
3: it was. Yeah, one slip up, one switch off. Um, and unfortunately, with a great strike in fairness to But uh, normally that wouldn't happen. Uh, from a throw-in as well, we're, we're normally switched on, especially in the first few minutes of the game. That's unlike us, and um, unfortunately, that's cost us in here.
2: Yeah, Chris Dunn came in today, I thought he looked pretty solid, you know, took a took a number of crosses, made a number of decent saves.
3: Tay's been unbelievable for us. Yeah. Uh, Chris got injured pre-season, unfortunately, which is uh, which kept him out for a while. Uh, but he has been chomping at the bit to get back in. I'm glad to have him back in now. Uh, we've got two brilliant keepers now, so they'll be uh, pushing each other for the, the first uh, jersey. But, um, yeah, that's a positive. Hopefully you'll get talking to the back four and we'll get higher and, and things will change quite quickly.
2: Yeah. And, I, and I guess you just want to kind of brush off a performance like this and just put it behind you and, and look to Tuesday night and, and hopefully go there and, and, and maybe I don't know how easily you've been playing. I haven't really been following the league that closely, but hopefully playing you know you've been playing a lot of informed teams. So let's just put it mm. that way.
3: Mm. Yeah, we, we looked at the, uh, August and September uh, going into the, uh, the start of October and we knew that was a really tough period for us. We came through September quite August sorry uh, unscathed. Part of September on the scale as well, but we knew these periods here was going to be tough. East have found some form. I don't know what the result was today, but they found some form. Um, and look, we've got a, quite a few injuries out at the moment, um, which is hampering us, I suppose, yeah. a bit. But look, we, we put this behind us. We haven't got any points from it. Uh, we'll be in training tomorrow. We'll gather our forks and we'll look against Tuesday. Fantastic. All Cheers.
2: Right. Good luck. Thanks. Cheers.
0: It's an interesting um, point of the season we're at because it's kind of about roughly a third of the way through. Yeah. They've got 18 points. You know, Dev normally says he's looking for kind of the, the, the sort of 50 point mark, maybe 52 points around that mark. So, you know, if my maths more or less serves me correctly, they, they are on course for the kind of normal targets that they would set. But obviously, you know, the great start to the season has um, dropped off a little bit in recent weeks.
2: Yeah, someone said that after the game, they were about bang on where you'd expect them to be at the start of the season. But because they had such a positive start, I think maybe 15 of those 18 points probably came in the first month. And then the next couple of months, they've been grinding out a point here or there. Um, So, look. Look, if if they win a couple of games in the next few weeks, I'm I'm sure they'll you know they'll they'll get themselves into a reasonable position in, in the table. If they lose a couple more matches, then they're probably down in the relegation zone, and, and then it's a scrap, isn't it?
0: So if we get our act together, um, this should be out before uh, Tuesday's uh, Tuesday night's game, um, at Eastleigh. Or it'll be out of date, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Eastleigh, um, they were, you know, they were a side that were kind of in and around the bottom, but you know they picked up a few wins of late. So that's not going to be an easy an easy trip. Um, no, no, so well, no, no. I just so, I mean, how do you envisage that one um panning out really?
2: Well, they seem to be in. <laughs> they seem to be playing a lot of the form sides at the moment. You know, they went away to Barrow. You know, last week. You know, one of the longest trips of the season, if not the longest. And obviously, playing a team that won five or six matches in a row going into that game. So. Um, so that that's always going to be difficult. You're then playing a side who are second in the table and bang in form. So, and Maidenhead aren't in form, as you know, Def said in his post-match interview. Um, so, you, what you want to play is you want to come up against a team at home or away, who are kind of, you know, in the same situation, kind of out of form, haven't won in a while, and low on confidence. And unfortunately, I don't think that will be the case against Eastleigh, who have been improving. But, you know, it's. it's it's a, it's another it's a winnable game for Maidenhead you? you know they tend to do quite well against Eastley they have done in the past both home and away i think in recent seasons so
1: you know. you'd hope that they'd, uh, they'd, they'd play quite well tomorrow especially considering it's it is an away game i mean we've mentioned it quite a few times but the home form of Maidenhead hasn't been great as a player as they' probably proved yeah. at the weekend um so hopefully you know that the travel's worth it and the way with the three points
2: I think, I think you're right I think that's a, a a great point I think the way they set up at home it's obviously not working they haven't found a formula that works but away from home they know what to do they they know to be resilient and with the likes so of the pace that they've had in the side you know I know they're missing a few players but they look to hit teams quick on the break and, and get goals and I, I think if they can get in front in a match that'll make a big difference they've been falling behind in the last few weeks and it's always hard chasing a game
0: yeah and uh Obviously, when League form can get a bit sticky, you know, you hope for the sort of cups to, uh, you know, just to be a distraction. Draws been made for the FA Cup today, for qualifying rounds, and um, Mainhead have been drawn at home to potentially Wealdstone. They've got a replay against Manor Farm, I Brist- believe. Bristol Manor Farm. Bristol Manor Farm. Farm. Yeah. Um, so that could be a tough game if, if, if it's Wealdstone at York Road. They're going well in the National League South. Yeah. And, um,. Yeah, they they will be a, a formidable position In what in what really is a, you know a close thing to a derby really for for Maidenhead, not too yeah, far not away. Too
2: far. Um, well, yeah. When I saw the draw at lunchtime and we were in the lunchroom, and I said oh, that's a great draw for Maidenhead, and you immediately said, "Hang on a minute, you know Wheelstone have had a great start to the season. Maybe not a side you want to play." And I had a look at the league, National League South, and they're they're five points clear at the top of the table. They've won ten of their twelve games. So. Yeah. That's not going to be easy. That's not going to be an easy game. Presuming they come through their replay against Bristol Manor Farm, which you'd you'd probably back them to do because um, Manor Farm are bottom of, of their league. So um, um, so yeah, I would have thought it will be Maidenhead versus Wheelstone and it'll be a it'll be a tough test. And but you only need to win one game and you through to the first round and you've got a chance of playing a league side. And I know Deb's pretty proud of the fact that the last few seasons they've got through to.
0: The first round of the of the league of the FA Cup. And um, whilst we're on the FA Cup action, uh, we'll have a look at the other results around the area um, at the weekend. So I think the main main one that kind of caught our uh, caught everyone's attention really was Slough Town away at uh, away at Chippenham. Three all last minute equaliser from Ryan Bird. Um, They never know when they're uh, they're beaten, do they Slough? And uh, they've been on a great run of form in the last couple of months.
2: Yeah, I mean. I probably underestimated Chippenham Town a little bit. I expected Slough to go there and, and win quite comfortably, but um, obviously helped them to a three-all draw. Ryan Bird scoring a, must have been like a 94th or 95th minute equaliser, which is is, is great for him. It's his first goal for the club. Hasn't had an easy um, start to his time at, at, at Slough or an easy summer. So um, so I think everybody was really delighted um, for him to to kind of get that goal. And if he can start chipping in with with goals for them this season then they'll be a, a real force both in the league and um, and possibly in the FA Cup. Obviously they've got to come through tomorrow night's replay against Chippenham first. Um Chippenham are a really good side. They they took Maidenhead all the way in at this stage of the or the fourth qualifying round of the competition last season. Um, so they're they're a, they're, a, they're a good side. Um and and that won't be an easy an easy replay for Slough. Um but they know what they're doing in this competition, having been to the second round proper on in the last two seasons. Obviously losing to Rochdale that first season in the second round and then Gillingham last season. And, um, yeah, so they're, they're an FA Cup side. They know what to do.
0: And um, just on the other results, if we can just run through a few. Uh, Marlowe won all with Bedfonds Sports. Um, bit of a tricky start to the season for Marlowe.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, uh, Josh can probably come in having... You know spoken to mark bartley and, and you know done his interviews for the last last couple of weeks, but um they've been struggling with injuries haven't they and um you know the results haven't been going their way
1: yeah, to absolutely. I think the majority of the injuries have been in that sort of central midfield role um and you know when I have spoken with Mark, he's sort of saying how he's had to fill that gap with, with defensive minded players and and it's not preferable at all for a side to do that, so he's kind of riding this wave at the moment, hoping to get through it and um get some players back um, I think he's sort of concerned about the league I think that's that's probably going to be his main focus he'd admit that but you know to get a cup run going as well would be nice and it's an opportunity to with the replay
0: yeah um, and then we've got uh, Royal Woodson Bassett and Windsor and then Hollyport uh, so that was uh, 4-2 to Windsor who have obviously had a bit of a few, you know managerial change upheaval yeah. over at Stagmedo. Um so it's uh, yeah good to see them uh, get back to kind of winning ways and-
2: yeah a quick, quick point on you know on Windsor. Obviously, um, had a had a, a strange start to the season with um, Mick Woodham leaving them on the, the eve of the season. They had Luke Brooks Smith come in as player coach and tried to guide them through the first few weeks of the season as a caretaker manager. And results really weren't going for them in that stage. They lost a lot of players, I think, who Mick I think was going to bring in, and, and they didn't materialise. So. Um, But now they've got a new manager, Mark Cooper, who used to be a a, a captain of the cub about ten years ago or so, and and they've done pretty well since he's come on board. I know they were knocked out of the League Cup by Burnham last week, but uh, in the league they've picked up a couple of wins, including this really good away win, 4-2 away win at Royal and bassett
0: And then Hollyport 7, Langley 4, that one stood out. I mean, goals, goals, goals. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, Yeah, they've got some good players, Hollyport. I mean, you look at the league table, and it's um it's slightly deceiving at the moment because it has been down in tenth place, but they've played five matches, and they haven't lost any of them. I think they've won one three and drawn two or drawn two and one uh, drawn two and one three um, <laughs> i'm not hundred percent sure but uh, anyway, the point being is they haven't lost a game this season yeah um whereas many of their rivals have played you know eight nine matches they've only played five, so um if they continue, you know, playing that well and scoring, if they're going to score seven goals in some of their matches, they're going to be a real force in that league.
0: And Josh, um, we'll get on to where your sort of action that you saw at the weekend now. Um, so on Sunday you're at York Road, um, so advertiser representation throughout the weekend uh, uh, at York Road, and um, you're watching Main Head United Women, um, who lost to Bowers and Pitsey in the second qualifying round of the FA Cup. Talk us through um, yeah the action there and, and your impressions of, of the game.
1: Oh well, I guess first of all, Bowers started off the game very vocal. Uh, I noticed that straight away. For, for an away side to come down to York Road and be that vocal, I think perhaps unnerved Menhead Women quite a lot and um, probably was the reason they went a goal down in, inside the first five minutes. Um, you know, it's hard to pinpoint a Bowers attacker who was, you know, star, star woman, shall we say, because the, the defence was just. know the key part of their team on that day. Um, The partnership of Donald Fletcher and Daniel Stiles particularly. They were quick, they were physical. Occasionally Mainhead would want to thread a long ball down and um, set a couple of their forwards through on goal but you know Stiles and Fletcher were there again to shield the ball out play and sort of be a nuisance of themselves all afternoon. Um, In contrast to Mainhead I'd say that they sort of struggled with their defence a lot. They, They sort of occasionally needed an extra woman to come across to help, help someone else, Kat Mace would come across and help Sophie Modak, um, clearing up the ball all the time and it wasn't preferable at all because there would be a bit, massive gap that Bowers could then exploit and, and potentially go a few more goals up. Um, I wouldn't take anything away from the, the strike from the Bowers forward who scored, She, um, Sophie Dalman, she what appeared to be a wonderfully curled effort. On you know further inspection, it was a deflection that saw it go in. They but
0: haven't got the old TV monitors for yeah. your yet, have they?
1: Nearly <laughs> so used to that. <laughs> but um, you know, it, it was a great finish and, and fair play to actually have a have a go. I mean, why not when uh, the defense looked to shake his men did? stood.
0: Well, that's what you were calling for earlier when we were analysing. You know, never, you know more shots from range. <laughs> Absolutely. So so do you think they were the men were intimidated by?
2: Is yeah that, is that the the feeling you got
1: certainly in the first the bowers, the bowers women definitely had a lot more the bowers ladies sorry had definitely a lot more um physical presence mm. you know sort of a lot of strongest sort of women up front and, and on the wings as well and you know, they weren't afraid to to dive in and, and tackle the ball to retrieve it if they if they had lost it really yeah
0: well, yeah i mean it sounds like they were they were fair value for um for the victory, I mean, what what were chances like for for the mag for the Magpies? Were they uh, were they few and far between, or uh, did they carve out some opportunities? Ellie
1: Ellie Viet, she had best opportunity. Um, she got sent through one on one, and you know, a crucial double save save from um, their keeper Violet Pick, uh, Hickman. Sorry, she um, denied Ellie from scoring. You know, first she shot at the keeper, and then she got back and, and made the double save. So again, it was sort of just unlucky, really, about how good. Bowers' defense really was it, it just sort of always on top and always able to sweep up any danger.
0: And what was the response from the players after the game? I see that you spoke to you know, a few a few of the uh, ladies after. What what was their kind of take on on the performance?
1: Yeah, I spoke to the captain Alex Dover. She she was just disappointed. I think that was that was obviously it. Just they only seemed to really kick up into a second gear when um when they scored a the free kick, but by then it was too late. Two three minutes till full time. But who got the goal from then? Um, Alex Dover with a free kick. Um but again it was too late, There was only two, three minutes and a series of corners at the end could have could have been converted really. The keeper came up, um Ellie Parker, but nothing was delivered in the, the referee blue for full time.
0: Okay, fantastic. Thanks for that, Josh. That's uh yeah, excellent rundown. Um and we'll just kinda of round round off the show really, just by having a look at the uh, the rugby results um, yeah. from the weekend. So uh Laun- Launceston forty two, Maidenhead forty three, I think I've Pronounce that right? Not quite Launston sure. maybe yeah. <laughs> Launceston. Um, they've been involved in some cracking games this year, haven't they? Main head already.
2: Yeah, I mean they're are an interesting side this year because they're clearly capable of scoring lots of tries, but they, they don't seem to be able to kind of uh, tighten up defensively en- enough, uh, you know, to keep them out. Um, I think they'd have expected to have gone to Launceston and, and won um, on Saturday, but um, and, and at one point in the game they looked like they were kind of cruising to to a reasonably comfortable victory. I think they were forty-three twenty up or something like that. Um Lordston managed to, you know, run in some late tries and make it really, really nervous for them at the end. Um, you know, and every game Maiden that have played has, has been like this. You know, the week before when they played Ivy Bridge, they lost another breathless encounter by, you know, a couple of points that day. Um, the week before that they went to Exmouth and again lost by a couple of points. Um you know, and then I, the first match I saw this season when they played at home against Exeter Uni, which I thought was a, a really thrilling game, and they they managed to squeak home that 45-43. So, you know, it's um, I, I don't know what you know what the the coach must be thinking, David Mobsmith. He must be pulling his hair out a little bit because they're they're clearly playing well. They're scoring a lot of tries. They're very dangerous, um, but they just need to um, you know, tighten up defensively a little bit. Um, having said that you know they're picking even when they're losing games because they're in these high scoring games they're picking up one or two or i think two bonus points in all of uh, you know at least two bonus points in all of these games and certainly they've got five bonus points there so they they're up and around the, you know first or second in in the division um, and they're challenging and on first glance it seems to me that they're more capable of winning matches away from home this season than they, than they were last season their home form looks a little bit shaky, shakier than it was under Russell Bolton, but away from home they look more capable of picking up more. They look like they're going to pick up more points this
0: season. Have there been any notable uh, stylistic changes in the way that they've approached games hard, uh, since the managerial uh, change over the summer?
2: It's hard for me to say really because I, um, I didn't watch an awful lot of rugby under Russell Bolton last year because yeah. Graham Copas were generally tended to to go to most of those rugby yeah. matches, and and still um, does by the by the list of does. his yeah, Twitter. He's, he's still he's still following yeah. them, um, so maybe we should get him into <laughs> yeah. to comment on that. I know I know that David Mob Smith was hoping to make a few slight tweaks. He didn't want to kind of change everything because you know Russell Bolton's side finished third last season and were pushing for promotion, you know, right to the end of the season. um you know, I think one of the things he was looking to do was make them more difficult to beat on the road and get a few more wins on the road. And so far, he has—he's won on Saturday and they beat Drybrook on the opening day of the season. Um, but they look slightly more—you know—you know, last last season under Russell Bolton, they seemed to win an awful lot of games very comfortably at home. And I don't know whether that's going to be the case. They maybe lose. They've maybe lost a little something at home.
0: And um, results elsewhere we have Beaconsfield 39 Windsor 32 Another High scoring affair the And then Wallingford uh, 40 Milo 18 In the uh, Southern counties north
2: Yeah well starting with Windsor I think that's a Is that a fifth defeat in a row For, for Windsor Probably a, You know Probably their best Performance yet this season That Kind of the closest they've come um, To getting a result um, They were promoted Last, last year Back, back into South West One East And um, you know, are currently under under new coach Jack Pattinson finding life pretty difficult um, you know they were bottom last week so presumably off the back of that defeat they're still bottom of the table um, but they they may have picked up one or two bonus points there it might just have lifted them a little bit um, so yeah things are you know it's not an easy it's not been an easy start for, for Jack Pattinson there as, as new coach and he'll he's got quite a job on his hands to kind of turn that round and Ensure they survive at that level. Um, Marlow will be disappointed to have lost so heavily at Wallingford. They started the season with three victories, all of them at home. They beat Reading, Reading Abbey, and um, I can't remember the side they beat last week. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, three, um, three impressive wins. So um, uh, yeah, they'll have been disappointed to have come unstuck there. I think they were like right at the top of the of the table. So. Uh, um, it's always it's one of these things in rugby. It's always much more difficult to pick up points away from home than it is at home. That seems to be especially the case in in rugby, where players seem to have a better hand <coughs> on their own ground and their own pitch and stuff like that. And um, now,
0: as we roll into the kind of autumn and and winter months, and pitches start to resemble kind of bogs and whatnot, then we'll uh, yeah maybe start seeing some. Even more tougher kind of away trips for for our sides.
2: Exactly, and uh, you know Marlow may struggle with that, but um you know Maidenhead playing on the 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 four g pitch up at Braywick really do um, have an issue or have had an issue with that in, in recent seasons.
0: Okay, well thank you very much, Chaps, for um for our, our long awaited return, and uh, yeah I hope to uh, obviously hear a lot more from you going forward. Um yeah, so that brings the podcast to a close. Um as ever, uh, you can read all of Dan and Josh's thoughts on the weekend's action in the Advertiser on Thursday and the Slam Windsor Express on Friday. Um, we'd love to hear from you, so to contact us, send an email to sport at baylessmedia.co.uk or tweet us. Um, at Dan, he can be reached on at Darlington10, Josh on at B underscore BM and myself on at Lee underscore BM. So yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Um, thank you for listening and we'll uh, see you again next week.